Serving up a healthy dose of news, traffic, and engaging opinion. This is Good Morning Hamilton with Rick Zamperin on 900 CHML. Let's bring in Melissa Bixka, a manager, mental well-being and substance use within the City of Hamilton Public Health Services Epidemiology and Wellness Division and with us now. Melissa, thank you for your time. I hope you're well. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Scott. Are you, uh, this is tragic, and, and, uh, but are you surprised at this considering what we've seen with other areas, other mental illness over the course of this global pandemic? Yes, this is certainly concerning, uh, uh, concerning data on the health of our population. Uh, I would say these, uh, while they have been longstanding issues in our community, particularly amongst those who are most, most vulnerable, we have seen, uh, that the COVID-19 pandemic has further impacted children and youth, uh, and their health and development. Again, uh, even more so amongst, uh, our most vulnerable children and youth here in Hamilton. What is self-harm? Let's educate everybody on all this. Let's get right to the point of what we're talking about. When we're looking at self-harm data or data that is classified as self-harm, it's often uh, an event uh, attempting to harm oneself, often not necessarily with the intention of a negative outcome, uh, such as suicide, but uh, some sort of harming type behavior to oneself. Why does a person do this to themselves? Many will say you're hurting yourself. Why? Why would someone inflict this pain on themselves? Often, it's a comp- it's a complex set of uh, mental health factors, and you know, mm. for youth and young adults, it's such a intensive time of growth and development, um, and really uh, require uh, de- relies on, I would say, a, you know, continued. Uh, social development, uh, it's important time of social development uh, and skill building and, you know, development of skills of resiliency and empowerment that are so critical to develop in the early years. And we do know that as, you know, right from birth, um, you know, the more adverse uh, childhood events, um, such as violence or, um, you know, limited parenting supports, for example, um, can increase uh, um, negative health outcomes or, you know, not lead to the development of some of the uh, essential skill building uh, and problem solving and uh, other types of skills that um, can start to show negative mental health outcomes. Uh, it, it certainly seems that um, we've realized this during uh, the, the pandemic. Has has the pandemic drawn more attention to this sort of thing? Has it made us, ooh, yeah, I know someone or I, you know, either are or know someone who is in some uh, way suffering, whether it's, you know, not necessarily self-harm, but mental illness and such. Has the pandemic made us more aware, more sensitive to this? Certainly the two years of the pandemic have also had their unique challenges. Uh, You know, there's been significant service delivery interruption, you know, a lack of, uh, you know, typical programs, for example, that may run in the community may have been interrupted. You know, social spaces, we know we had significant interruptions in uh, in schools. Uh, So I think all of those uh, types of experiences over the past two years, um, you know, I think have also uh, are being attributed to further increases. 
Uh, obviously, uh, you also speak of that this does have long-lasting impact for uh, for the community. We've been through this. We know in virtually every age, every demographic, everybody in somehow, some form has had to uh, experience this. What can we do moving forward to to help these specific vulnerable individuals? How do we need to refocus on this? Uh, as we outlined at Board of Health on Monday, child and youth is an ongoing is a priority area of focus for Hamilton Public Health Services. And when we look at it from a public health approach and a pub public health lens, uh, it really looks to the area of early intervention and prevention. Uh, like I mentioned before, you know, this work starts uh, right at the beginning uh, of life and some of the programming that we offer both in the, you know, from prenatal uh, parenting classes to um, early programs in public health, such as our Healthy Babies and Healthy Children program, our Nurse Family Partnership program. And as we move uh, through the early years uh, and we have uh, children attending schools, we have a comprehensive school uh, nursing program that works in the school settings with students and staff and parents uh, to support youth-led and locally driven uh, mental health initiatives. We know that success in this area um, really does come from an early intervention lens and that the more interventions we can do in multiple different settings uh, is often what is needed to continue, you know, to increase skill building, build empowerment in youth, um, help develop develop resiliency uh, to continue to improve the uh, mental health of our youth and young adults. As we move on, like public health also does have our child and adolescent services. While it's not a public health mandated program, it is funded by our ministry partners and does provide counseling services for children and youth up to 17 years of age. But we are just uh, one small uh, piece of the clinical testing or the clinical pathway. And, um, you know, there's lots of other excellent resources amongst our healthcare providers in the city, including um, partners such as Linwood Charlton Hall. Is there anything we've learned from this pandemic that'll change or alter the way we do things moving forward? What did we learn from all of this? Yeah, Scott, I think it, I think it's that's a really great question. And I think that's the work that we'll continue to do in this post-pandemic health system recovery. Uh, that's an important component of emergency response is continuing to evaluate the outcomes, learn from this experience and look at the best way to move forward if uh, faced with another similar situation in our community again. Melissa Bikes, so with us, manager mental health, well-being and substance use within the city of Hamilton Public Health Services, epidemiologist and wellness division. Melissa, thanks so much for the time. Be well. Good luck. Thanks so much, Scott. Have a great evening. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.